Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Deanna Minnick. Welcome to the Color Can Heal Your Life podcast, where we explore how you can get some more color, creativity, and healing in your everyday life. We get to look at the spectrum of eating, living, feeling, and creating that you're all about. So let's dive into the inspiration and information rainbow that awaits us. everybody. This is Dr. Deanna. Thanks for joining me on this podcast for this episode. And it's going to be me and you. I want to talk about something that I think is essential for everybody's health in some way. And it's the whole idea of what I'm calling intermittent resting. You know how you've heard about intermittent fasting? What is intermittent fasting? You know, there are some really great articles about this. I posted one on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. Essentially, intermittent fasting is getting in a little bit of fasting or moving away from food or whether we're restricting calories or we are cycling our food intake on different rhythms, whether it's 12 hours in which we're eating, 12 hours that we're not eating. In some cases, people get a little bit more strict and they do 16 hours of fasting per day and maybe eating within an eight-hour window. And then other people do different methods like alternate day fasting or, you know, looking at different foods. And so I'm not going to be talking about fasting in this podcast to give you the resources on that, I want to talk about how we can bring in some more of resting. And to me, it's kind of a similar concept. When we talk about fasting, we're letting the body rest from food so that it can regenerate. Now, is intermittent fasting good for everybody? No. And it's useful, perhaps under certain circumstances, but not good for everybody all the time. I'm going to mention something that I think is good for people all the time, and it's to make sure that we are interspersing throughout our days some rest. You know, part of this came from my previous podcast and talking with Dr. Frank Lipman. I was asking him, you know, what are you, some of your top three takeaways for how to get healthy? You know, he just wrote that book, How to Be Well, and one of the things that he mentioned was a digital detox moving away from technology and more and more people are doing that which I think is a really healthy practice and and so if we think of moving away from technology we could do that in a beneficial way we can also do it in an unhealthy way we could go in the direction of just replacing that with some other distraction and never really fully recoup on that sense of silence that we need that sense of pause And so how do we build in some rest throughout our day? Is it really compelling? And I definitely think it is. I mean, if you think of how having that pause and moving away from food allows us to rest and digest and regenerate, if we intersperse our days with a little bit of rest, what we're going to be doing is bringing in more downtime for our mind. You know, I believe it was the, the author, Herman Melville, who once wrote, All profound things and emotions of things are preceded and attended by silence. By silence. 
And so I also posted on my Facebook page some weeks ago now, back in March, a study in which mice were exposed to two hours of silence per day. And what the researchers found is that they developed new cells in the hippocampus. This is a part of the brain that's associated with so many different things. It's like the control center of memory and emotion and learning. And so silence is definitely more important than we probably think for our health. So what if you can't get two hours of silence per day? And what if you're thinking, there's no way I can do that? And, you know, I, I, that's where we come back to intermittent resting. And you know me, I'm going to be very practical and give you some tips on how you might be able to do that. And I've even been thinking about how do I do that in my own life? Because if I didn't have periods of rest and silence, I couldn't really open myself up to being creative. You know, things would feel very frenetic, very chaotic. Have you ever just had that feeling of where you just feel like the cloud of noise, the cloud of chatter, the cloud of tasks and responsibilities? It's almost like it never fully clears. And so you're always on edge. And one of the things that I've learned for myself recently, well, recently meaning the past, I would say, five years since I went on my, went out on my own and I started my own business and... I was able to make my own schedule and really have the freedom to create and to create the space in order to allow for ideas to come through. And not to say that having your own business is the way to uh, a stress-free life because it surely isn't. There are different stressors that are connected in. But one of the things that I feel is so important is having that locus of control, having the ability to pause, stop, reflect, create, and when we allow for creativity to enter in, that is the vital force. That is what gets us to feel energized, is where we can clear the clutter, whether it's mental chatter, whether it's emotional noise, whether it's bodily symptoms. It's almost like, you know, many of us live in a a cloud-like existence where we never really feel like we're completely present in the moment because we just can't be. And so there's all that talk out there about being present, being aware, being intentional, living in the moment. And sometimes I get a little frustrated because I'm thinking, how do people make that leap? They hear this out there, but then they don't know how to get there. And so I've been working on this for some years. I'm by no way, shape or form perfect, but I would say that I feel so much better in my life and where I'm at in my late 40s compared to where I was in my late 30s. It's like night and day. And when we have more reserves, because we're more receptive, and we allow for rest, then we're not as stressed out. But it's when we are moving and doing and working and not building in time for reflection that we start to use up our inner resources. We start to use up our, our cholesterol inside our bodies, which is used to make sex hormones and stress hormones. In fact, I just recently had my labs done. I think that this is something that everybody should do every year, is get your labs done, where you're looking at, well, when, some of the things that I look at are just looking at a blood count, looking at right blood cells, red blood cells, looking at hematocrit, hemoglobin, kind of the the standard battery of tests that come along with a complete blood count. 
also looking at a comprehensive metabolic panel, looking at kidney function, liver function, looking at liver enzymes. I also choose some select nutrients like omega-3s, omega-6 fats. Those are important to be looking at because that says something about inflammatory status. I get my vitamin D level measured. Sometimes I'll do that one a couple of times in the year because it changes so dramatically with the seasons and I want to stay on top of that because vitamin D is needed for so many different functions in the body. I'll also get my hormones done, meaning cortisol is a stress hormone. I'll also get insulin, which is uh, another hormone, as well as the sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. I'll look at sex hormone binding globulin, all of these different hormones. I'll look at inflammatory markers, glucose, cardiovascular panel, uh, and, and even some, because I have a tendency towards autoimmune disposition, I'm not going to say the other D word, <laughs> I have a tendency towards an autoimmune display, uh, I tend to look at my ANA titers and antibodies just to see how my immune system is tracking. And what I'm seeing is that overall, I'm in really good shape. I just got my labs done and my goodness, I even emailed my um, cardiologist friend, Dr. Mark Houston, and I said, look at this, I'm like your role model cardiovascular patient. My triglycerides were 43, uh, and usually people are, you know, that benchmark of not to exceed 150. I mean, mine is very low, but you know what? The reason I'm mentioning this is not to boast that, wow, I had some really great labs. I'm using myself as an example to shine light into hope for when people feel really dismal and desperate and depressed, like how do I get myself out of this trench of so much dysfunction and disease? And I really do feel like being on the pulse and getting these labs done, creating the pause in your schedule to do that and to work with a trained practitioner who gets food, supplements, and lifestyle, they've got to get it. They've got to pull it all together, otherwise there's fragmentation and then you're left to kind of figure it all out. You know, I just happen to know more so I can figure myself out. I, I like to get the labs ordered and then I like to make sense of it myself. And sometimes I'll, I'll check in with some of my practitioner friends and say, hey, what do you think? I'm seeing this. Uh, but, but recently it checked out really well and I was, you know, again, really glad to know that I'm on the path of what are good behaviors for my body, mind, and soul. And one of the, the, the different modalities that I really have tapped into is this whole thing of intermittent resting. So let me give you some ideas here. I have three main ideas for you to inject some intermittent resting. Like let's just imagine that you're a very busy um, entrepreneur, you're a very busy uh, you know, you have a job that requires a lot of you. Maybe you're a CEO, you work on Wall Street, you are part of a company, you work in accounting, you know, whatever your function is. And you may not even have job stress, but maybe you have life stress. And so maybe you're a caregiver, maybe you have aging parents that you need to tend to. You know, there are so many things that can present themselves to us in our lives that can tax our reserves. And all that we can do, one of the things we can do, is to stay on the pulse of our health through labs, through making sure that we're nutritionally replete, we're working with a practitioner in order to make sure that we have proper levels of tailored nutrients that align to our personalized needs, and that 
we get some lifestyle strategies. You know, we're sleeping better, we're exercising. So with intermittent rest, here's what I mean. I mean building in moments where we, we really reduce the noise. And so here are some ideas. I, I think first and foremost, let me go back to the one that I just spoke about, which is silence. And so many of us are confronted with lots of noise all the time. So we've got the television on. We wake up in the morning. This is a little bit my scenario with my husband. So he wakes up in the morning and the first thing he puts on is the internet. He's playing some radio station. And to me, it's just, it's too loud. It's like, I want to ease into my day. And I think some people don't even realize the amount of noise that they're taking in and processing. We're always processing inputs, whether or not we realize it. And so if we have something on in the background, whether we're tuning into it consciously or it's just there to fill the space, that is another input. So one of the ways to get intermittent resting is simply to remove the noise. So whether it's a radio that's always on, a television that's always on, maybe you're in the car and the first instinct you have is to have the radio on. Maybe it just comes on when you start the car because you're so used to having music around you. So alleviating ourselves from some of the burden of auditory input I think can be great. At least the ones that we have locus of control over, right? There are some things that we simply cannot avoid. But if you can cut down the amount of sound, uh, you know, I have an air filter in our bedroom and one of the things that's very disruptive to me my husband likes it because he likes that white noise and to me white noise is noise. I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I like complete stillness. I like to be on the pulse of what's happening in my environment even through my sleep and I love really the, the depth of complete silence. No artificial or electric generated noise. I know of the importance of an air filter, so that's that's good. And we've been exploring actually getting a smaller air filter because the one we have is pretty robust and so it makes a lot of noise and there's no way to turn it down. We even have it on the lowest setting. So reflect on that. What creates noise in your environment? And can you eliminate some of that noise to give you some rest mentally and even emotionally? We probably don't realize the amount of emotional impact that noise generates in our bodies. It's almost like, you know, there have been studies showing that when people watch certain movies or have certain emotional inputs, even though they may not be involved in it physically, there's a physiological response in the body. Heart rate can go up, the, the, the heart pounding uh, is increased, blood pressure can, can increase, and so we need to be aware of what we're constantly putting into our, our being. The second thing that I'm thinking of here is light. Light. I'm giving you things that I believe that you can control and that are easy to accommodate, even if you did one little thing. So light. Most of us are surrounded by lots of artificial fluorescent light, bright light. We think of our computer light, which is the blue light, not so healthy, can change melatonin and signaling in the brain, our day-night rhythm can be affected, our sleeping patterns can be affected. We don't realize all of the influence of light. Now I'm not talking about sunlight and daylight, which you know having light from the sun is thought to be a good thing and that we prime our seasonal rhythms based on the sun. We get vitamin D conversion in the skin through the sun, through the ultraviolet rays of the sun. 
that said, I also have to watch how much time I'm out in the sun. I have sensitive skin, and so a little is good. But even seeing it, right, that's what I'm talking about, the input of it. And in fact, sunlight can give us a feeling of rest and relaxation, that sense of warmth, that sense of happiness and joy. But when we're locked inside with fluorescent lights, um, maybe not so good. I remember working with somebody some years ago and she would get migraines from the fluorescent lights. It was almost like her body is saying, no, not good for me. And so there were some adjustments made for her in the workplace, which I thought were great. You know, turning off that light and replacing it with a soft incandescent bulb kind of light glow, you know, kind of the the warm yellow light. I mean, even as I'm sitting here at my desk, I have two little lights on the desk and they're both yellow incandescent bulbs that aren't blaring and glaring. So there's that place to start from. And to even start thinking about your light exposure after 7 p.m. at night. You know, how much light are you subjecting yourself to? So there's that. Check out the light. Where are you exposed to lots of artificial light? Change your, even your smartphone setting can be changed so that you're not looking at a bright screen all the time. And your computer can be changed so that you minimize the battery use by bringing down the brightness. So that's essential. You know, and you can moderate the amount of light exposure depending on what you're looking for. Sometimes I need to kind of <laughs> just be a little bit more energized by being on the computer and oftentimes I'll, I'll brighten the screen if it's midday. And then other times like it's getting closer to the evening, like there are rhythms that you can set within your computer settings. You, you might want to check that out. The third thing I'm going to mention and the final thing is tea. T-E-A. Yeah, tea. You know, I, I think that some of us need some intermittent rest through our day by breaking the rhythm of what we're doing. And now I'm talking about something physical. You know, sound, talking about silence, I'm talking about hearing, light, talking about uh, making sure we have nourishing light around us, you know, talking about the eyes. And now thinking of the overall body. How do we create a pause in our thoughts? It's kind of the, the body-mind interface. And so I know that when I'm working on something and it's heavily mentally exhausting because it's taking a lot of those reserves, oftentimes I might get a little bit hungry and uh, I'll satisfy that hunger urge. I might also want to just break from it. You know, because I've heard different things about our attention spans and how much we can really hold attention. That's why these podcasts are short. <laughs> I don't want to burden you with more inputs. I want to give you the tools you need and so you can just take off and, and do your thing. So with the body, you know, 20 to 25 minutes on a specific task. You know, for some people, watching a video that's two minutes is way too long. You've got to gauge where you are in that. So what creates a pause? Well, one of the things I like is tea. Getting a cup of tea, removing yourself from that setting of lots of mental input and lots of mental activity and removing yourself from that and shaking that up with something physical and also something medicinal. Tea is incredibly nourishing for the body. It depends on you know, what kind of tea that you select and how that matches what your body needs. Tea is can be very medicinal. You can have non-caffeinated teas, you can have caffeinated teas, you can just put a little bit of an essence of tea just uh, slightly 
putting a tea bag into hot water, taking it out, just getting a little bit of flavor. One of my favorites is green tea. I've also um, started using these peak teas, P-I-Q-U-E teas. I really like them. Um, they're really, I, I, I can give you more information on those in, in later podcasts, but um, overall I'm really a huge fan of creating a pause. You know, some of us would say, well, that's like a diversion. It's a healthy diversion. <laughs> we get to move away from what we're doing and, and go change it up. So that's what I've got for you on intermittent resting uh, versus intermittent fasting. So looking at the degree of silence that we have, whether or not we're exposed to light that nourishes us, and finally creating some pause through tea. So enjoy. Let me know what you think. Send in some comments. Love to hear from you. And as always, to your health and your colorful well-being. Take care.